you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Chapter 13 and verse number 11. It's so good to get to be back home. I know it's been a couple months, but uh, very, very thankful to be here. I'm thankful for all of these beautiful kids that were dedicated to the Lord this morning. That's a good thing. Amen. Amen. So we're very thankful for that. Romans 13, verse number 11. And that knowing the time of the time, and that knowing the time, well, that was a tongue twister. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. I want to preach to you for just a few moments today. Awaken. Awaken. Would you put down your Bibles, lift up your hands and your voices with me? And would you just ask the Lord to speak to your heart? I'm just going to be a few moments this morning. I'm not going to be long. But why don't we just ask the Lord to speak to us in this house? Father, I thank you for your presence that's in this building. I thank you, Lord, for your people that are gathered together this morning. We're asking you, Lord God, to release faith in this house. God, help us to be activated this morning. God, to follow after your word, to follow after your spirit. We'll give you all of the praise and all of the glory and the honor. And somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Greet somebody that you haven't talked to yet. Once you've done that, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Why don't we just put our hands together one more time and give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Amen. How many people love to get up early in the house? Anybody love to get up early? I love to be up early, but it's the getting up that's probably my biggest issue. I love to get up, watch the sun come up, and to hear all of the animals waking up in the woods. But, but the problem is not uh, when I get up. It, it, is, it is the initial trying to wake up in the morning. Now, my dad's not going to say amen to that, but he knows it's the truth. Uh, there, there's, there's just something about having to wake up out of a perfectly good sleep when I'm having the perfect dream and I'm up in a tree stand and the deer's walking by and I'm just about to draw back and and all of a sudden you can hear the sound of the alarm on a cell phone and if you've never heard that sound uh, there's really not anything on earth that compares to the to the level of annoying that an iPhone alarm is when you're trying to get some sleep. I've only had one alarm that was uh, probably a little bit louder than that, uh, and she's sitting here on the end with a hat on. 
Um, amen. Nate, Cameron, everybody, Chad said amen to that. Dylan, uh, there, there, was, there was something about um, trying to go to sleep early. Becky might be the only person that rivals that alarm. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but, but there was something about trying to sleep when, when, when all of a sudden, it wasn't even when she walked into the room, you could hear the heels coming down the hallway. You said heels in the house, heels in the house. You could hear it coming down the hallway. I would be sound asleep, and I could hear it coming. And all of a sudden, the door just opened up, and I knew what was coming next. The light was coming on. The hand was going to start patting me. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's time. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's time. And I'm like, Mom, I'm sick. I can't go to school today. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I've been up all night. Spirit of lying. Help me, somebody. And I try everything I could do. You see, because the iPhone has a snooze button. She ain't got no snooze button. And I tried. I tried everything I could do. I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired. Just get out. But there was just something that wouldn't happen because sound is an extremely powerful thing that it pierces through what is there. Uh, and, and if you're, um, if you've never been woken up by my mom in the morning, I promise it pierces. It's very, very loud. And there's something that begins to happen that that barrier in between the person that is speaking and the person that is hearing begins to be pierced through as sound begins to come forth. You see, that's the power of sound is that it's an undeniable uh, word that's being spoken to you as the vibrations come in it and, and, and the ear begins to interpret it and there's something that is being spoken to you. It's, it's, it's the same thing that happens when a drummer begins to lay down that beat and all of a sudden before the chords are ever hit, you know, is it going to be a happy song? Is it going to be a sad song? Am I going to lift up my hands or am I going to cry? Is this one of the songs that I need to start running around the church yet? No, it's not. Jesus said it. It's okay. Or is this one of the slow songs that everybody's going to come down to the altar and all of a sudden everything is just going to be changed forever? But, but, but there is some level of communication that when the rhythm begins to come forth that the style of what is following begins to be set. You can tell what kind of song is just as important as the keys that are being hit on the piano are in the strum of the guitar. There's something about the rhythm that comes forth that begins to captivate the attention of the audience. Uh, I don't know about you, but I could probably forget most of the chords that are hit in a song, but I can hear the beat and I can, all of a sudden, something just resounds. And I can say, what, what is the beat that, that, I'm, that I'm hearing right now? Because the rhythm captivates you. But there's something about the uh, melody that it must be supported by the rhythm. It's the rhythm that drives the, the song. It's the rhythm that captivates the air. And it's the initial sound of the rhythm that begins to speak to you when you're first hearing the song. And it prepares you for what is coming next. It's a same reason when the rhythm starts all of a sudden all of the musicians they start to pick up the instrument and they're ready to play the song because the rhythm has initially started and when you hear that you can do whatever you want to do but the truth is in an apostolic church when you hear the rhythm all of a sudden man the foot starts to tap 
And all of a sudden you can hear the sound of the rhythm and the hands start to clap and, and something begins to change uh, that is all around you right now as you begin to interact with the message that is being brought forth to you because regardless of what the communication is, communication requires activation. Someone shout activation. James said, be not just hearers of the word, but be ye doers also. Don't deceive yourself. Hearing the word is not enough, but you've got to be a doer also. Can I tell the church in this house today that even in the midst of uncertain circumstances, that there is a sound of the Holy Ghost that is coming forth this morning, and the Lord is setting a tempo for the church to march to. You see, I could tell you in this house today that the spirit of fear that is upon you could probably get you to stay where you are. It could probably get you to come into the house of God and let service pass you by but there's something that begins to happen when the Holy Ghost starts to give you the sound of the rhythm to begin to march forth into battle. It's the same reason that in the olden days that the drummer would start to hit the rhythm of the drum and all of a sudden the army would snap to attention because it was the rhythm of the drum that set the pace of the army. I want you to know today that when you begin to set the sound of your song to the rhythm of the spirit, there is a form of communication that is being sent forth into the spirit. I want you to know that when you begin to set your song to the rhythm of the Holy Ghost, that there is an activation of the spirit that begins to happen as you can hear the drawing of the rhythm saying that I've got to do something different than I'm doing right now because when I hear the sound of the rhythm I'm hearing the drawing of the Holy Ghost as he's saying it's time to do something different than you've ever done before we've already got past the first song and the second song but the Lord said I'm calling you to do a new thing someone shout a new thing he wants to do a new thing within you, uh, that if you would begin to match uh, your rhythm uh, to the rhythm of the Spirit, uh, if you would begin to match your song uh, to the rhythm of the Spirit, uh, there is a power that begins to happen uh, because rhythm begins to awake the Spirit. Uh, rhythm begins to change the atmosphere. Uh, I want you to know in this house uh, that just like the children of Israel, uh, when they begin to get discouraged, uh, the rhythm started to change. They said, we'll hang our harps upon the willows by the rivers of Babylon. And there we wept and we asked the Lord, how can we sing a song in a strange land? I want you to know that the rhythm that you feel this morning, that it's got more to do with just being in the house of God. That the rhythm that you feel this morning has more to do than just listening to great music. But the rhythm that you feel in the Holy Ghost is a rhythm that is trying to draw you out of the place that you are in and take you into a new place. When it looks this bad, how can we sing? When it looks this bad, how can we pray? When it looks this bad, how can I speak in faith? Because there's something that happens. You see, they become complacent in their circumstance, but there is power when your communication does not line up with the complacency of the way that you feel. I want you to know that there's sometimes that you've got 
lot of praise uh, just to make sure that the Lord can hear you. Uh, but then there's other times that you've got to begin uh, to lift up a praise unto the Lord uh, just to remind yourself uh, that I'm still in the fight. Uh, but there's a third time uh, that the children of God uh, have to begin to lift up a song unto the Lord. It's just to let the adversary know uh, that weeping may have endured for a night, uh, but joy is still coming uh, in the morning. Uh, and it is joy unspeakable, uh, and it's full of glory. Uh, they, they said, rejoice not against me, uh, O mine enemies, uh, for when I fall, I shall arise. Uh, I can just feel something happening uh, in the Holy Ghost this morning, uh, that there's someone that's been out of the fight, uh, that there's somebody uh, that's been out of circumstance, uh, and you've been asking the Lord, what do I do? Uh, he said, lift up a song uh, in a strange land. Uh, I want you to know in this house, uh, I can see David. Sam, you got to help me. Uh, I can see David uh, as he's standing down facing a giant, uh, and the giant begins to speak a word to him uh, that this day I'll kill you in the field of battle. Uh, but David started to lift up a song. Uh, it wasn't a song that had keys to it. Uh, it didn't even have a drummer to it. Uh, but the song that he started to lift up, uh, you might come at me with a shield and a sword, uh, but I've come to you but I've come to you, Goliath, in the name of the Lord. I want you to know that when you begin to lift up your voice in the face of adversity, you don't just remind God and yourself, but you also remind the enemy. You might have had me this far, but I want you to know that greater is still coming. The word said greater things than these shall ye do in my name. There's something about the power of the spoken word that the same voice that spoke in Genesis as God began to speak into the nothingness and something began to be formed when he looked out into the void and he said, I am creating the heavens. I'm creating the earth. I'm creating the animals. And he breathed the breath of life into man. It was the same voice that spoke as Ezekiel was in the valley of dry bones that he looked at something that used to live. There ought to be a spirit of restoration uh, sweep into the church of the living God uh, that you can look at something that used to live. Uh, he said, can these bones uh, live again? Uh, I just want to bring a word to somebody. Uh, your joy can live again. Uh, your happiness can live again. Uh, your family can live again. Uh, he said, speak to the dry bones. And the bones started to foam to the bone. And all of a sudden, the skin started to wrap around it. And blood started to fill the veins. And all of a sudden, the bones started to live. Because when you begin to speak in the authority of an almighty God, the voice that is coming out of you is the same voice that was in Genesis. Because when he breathed the breath of life within you, that means that the breath of life still resides in your lungs. That's why he said that the power of life and of death is in your tongue because you've got the power to begin to speak into circumstance and something can begin to change. I wish that somebody that was in the house today would stop and go, devil, you might have had me this far, but I'm about to speak to what was dead. I want you to know that revival is not dead, that your family is not hopeless, that the times, this 
is the greatest time to be in the church of the living God. I want you to know what's coming after this. Greater is coming. I know we're living in the middle of coronavirus, but greater is coming. I know it doesn't make any sense, but greater is coming. I wish right now you just begin to lift up some praise unto the Lord in advance for greater that's coming. Oh, come on, somebody clap your hand. It was the same voice that spoke in Exodus out of a burning bush. It was the same voice that was crying in a manger on a Bethlehem night. It was the same voice in Luke that cried out from a cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But something began to happen. Jesus said, I've got to go prepare a place for you. They said, why are you going to do it? He said, because up to this point, I've walked beside you. He said, but the place that I am taking you, it's not enough for me to walk beside you, but I've got to walk in you. That's why a few chapters later it said that they were all gathered together in an upper room on the day of Pentecost, and all of a sudden, the sound a sound from heaven filled the room where they were sitting. There appeared unto them a cloven tongue like as a fire, and it filled each of them, and they begin to speak with other tongues. Something happened when they heard the sound and they responded to the word as the Holy Ghost started to fill them. The word said that they were endued with power. I'm talking about power, wonder working power. I want you to know that as they started to be filled with the Holy Ghost, they started to be endued with power. They said, what do we do from here? They said, I don't know, but there was a sound that I heard in the upper room and the same sound that I heard when I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost is still drawing me today. Don't ever get comfortable to the sound. Don't ever become complacent to the sound. And 3,000 were added in one day. I want you to know that the same sound that you heard when you were filled with the Spirit is moving through the house right now. And God's waiting on somebody to say, I hear the sound. Is there anybody that hears the sound? There's a wake-up call coming. The word said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. I want you to know that the voice of God, it's not something that just talks on a Sunday. It doesn't just talk on a Wednesday. But the voice of the Lord is always speaking. You said, I need a word. No, you need to open up your ears. I want you to know that there is a sound barrier that's been dividing some people from being able to hear the voice of God. But when the voice of the Lord begins to speak, it will pierce through the sound barrier. And there is a separation that's been, that's been dividing America from being able to hear the voice of God. But
but I can hear the voice in the distance. It's the same voice that John the Baptist cried with. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I can hear the same voice. Would you prepare a way for me? I want you to know in this house that God is not done with us. God has not walked away from us. God is not punishing us. God has not left us. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is still coming. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things current, nor things to come will separate me from the love of Jesus. Not heights, not depths, not circumstance, not my past. I want you to know that there's nothing that's separating you from the Lord. But if you would step in to the rhythm of the Spirit and match your melody to his rhythm, it would sound like Paul and Silas that they started to sing praises when it didn't make sense. They started to shout when it didn't make any sense. And a power filled the house. I want you to know that there is power, 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 power. You can leave out of here with a change in your mind. You can leave with a change in your circumstance. Is there anybody that's ready for a change? Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. There's some major signs of deafness. There's some major causes of it. The first one is aging. When you've heard the noise for so long that it becomes normal. The second one is injury. When you've been hurt in ways that didn't make any sense. The third is excessive exposure. When you've been in the house of God so many times that the noise becomes normal to you. And the last one is a viral infection. Let me tell you something about the infection. That when it begins to get in the bloodstream and all of a sudden you don't feel like coming to the house of God. You're worried about everything that's going on and an infection starts to take set inside of your body but there's something that the Lord said that he would do for you and I it said that he comes to make all things new I'm talking about things that are current I'm talking about things that are past I want you to know in this house that the most dangerous place we could be is in a place where the noise of the spirit becomes so normal that we hear it and we allow it to pass us by but somebody needs to wake up in the Holy Ghost today and recognize that the voice of the Lord is still speaking to you today I want you to know what happens when the noise becomes complacent within you on May 22, 2011 residents were sitting at home they had heard the tornado sirens going over and over for weeks they had been testing it just trying to make sure that the alarm would still work Someone needs to test your alarm this morning. All of a sudden, they heard the sound that they'd heard over and over. As the alarm started to be broadcasted, they looked outside. They didn't see any clouds in the sky. The wind didn't seem to be blowing too hard. And they waited for a secondary warning. One resident said, you get into the thought process that it's nothing but another alarm. That it's nothing but another 
problem and another uh, warning and another test. Uh, you see, this is what the news article said, uh, that the majority of surveyed people in the city of Joplin, uh, they did not immediately go into the shelter uh, because after they heard the initial warning, uh, they started to become complacent. Uh, instead, the news reporter said uh, that most people chose uh, just to sit in their house uh, and wait for what was going to come uh, because surely it was just another warning. Uh, but all of the sudden, uh, an F5 tornado uh, started to rip through the city of Joplin uh, and all of a sudden the houses began to shake uh, and the gutters started being ripped off. Uh, shingles started being lifted. Uh, all of a sudden I'm sure that somebody uh, said maybe this wasn't just a test. Uh, maybe this was the real thing. Uh, and all of a sudden uh, as the wind began to blow, uh, 158 people uh, died because the sound became too normal. Uh, I want you to know in this house uh, we've been through week after week of quarantine. Uh, we've seen coronavirus and what it can do. Uh, we're praying for those that are still dealing with it. Uh, but there was something that happened uh, that after we woke up the first time uh, we hit the snooze button on the alarm uh, and we're waiting for the Lord to send us uh, a second warning. Uh, I want you to know that the second warning is here uh, and God is waiting on somebody uh, to break out of complacency. Uh, I want you to know that when you begin uh, to break out of complacency uh, that there is power uh, when your song does not match your problem. Uh, I want you to know in this house uh, that it might not make any sense to you uh, but there's something that begins to happen uh, when you begin to listen to the sound of the alarm. Uh, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. I want you to know that what God is going to do, it might not make sense to you or I, but there's still a help that's coming. Lift up your eyes unto the hills from which cometh your help. I asked the Lord, I said, God, what are you going to do in this season? He said, the work that I'm going to do, it's not going to be anything that is ordinary. He reminded me of the Azusa Street when they said, what caused the revival to stop and the man said because they put a schedule to the spirit he said I'm going to begin to bring you an unscheduled move of the Holy Ghost I said is it going to happen in the church he said no it's going to happen in the city I said alright God I need you to show me I went and checked in in a hotel in Ohio I walked up to the counter I handed her my license all of a sudden she was on the phone she said give me just a minute she put the phone down and started trying to check me in. I said, ma'am, are you okay? She said, I'm not really okay. I said, what's going on? She said, I just found out that my best friend's son is in the hospital and they said that he's dying. I said, ma'am, do you believe that the Holy Ghost is real? She said, sure I do. I said, I'm going to lay hands on you right now in the middle of this hotel. She lifted up her hands and I laid my hand on her. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God started to move into the the Spirit of God started moving into the hotel room. And all of a sudden, she looked at me and she said, I feel something different. I saw the lady a couple weeks later. I said, ma'am, how is your friend's son? She said, I don't know how to explain it, but something touched his body. I tell you today, church, that this isn't going to be a thing that we're going to have to prove. Because when God decides to step up in the field of battle, something begins to happen. 
It's the same reason uh, that I know that if he did it for me before, uh, that he can do it for me again. Uh, I want to tell you in this house uh, that I've seen the healing power uh, of the Lord at work. Uh, that's why I can stand here today uh, and say, Mom, uh, it's still going to be all right. Uh, I want you to know in this house uh, that no matter what you're facing, uh, the Lord is calling you into action. Uh, and if you would just step uh, into action, uh, the power of the Lord uh, will meet you there. Uh, but God cannot step uh, where you can step for yourself. Uh, but if you'll meet him uh, in the middle, uh, he said that all of a sudden, uh, my power uh, will mix with your faith. Uh, is there anybody that believes it in the house? Uh, stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody lift up your hands and your voices. Come on, musicians. Come on, singers. I wonder if there's anybody that's in the house today that would say, I'm ready for a change in my life. I'm ready to walk out of the building different than I came in. I want you to know that you haven't gone too far. I want to tell every guest that's in the house today that the Holy Ghost is here for you. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost can do more than a five-step program, than a doctor or a psychologist. Because when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, all things are made new. All things are made new. I wonder right now if there's anybody that just lift up a hand. Would you lift up a hand and say, I've been going through some trial lately. Come on, I've been going through some problems lately. Come on, anybody? I've been going through some difficulty lately, but I'm ready for a move. Come on, are you ready for a move this morning? Come on, are you ready for a move this morning? Uh, I'm going to ask you right where you're at. You, maybe you want to pray in your seat. and Maybe you want to step into the aisle, come down to the front. Uh, I'm going to ask you just to respond to the movement of the Holy Ghost today. Uh, if you need the Lord to touch you today, I want you to lift up your hands. Uh, and I want you just to begin to pray uh, with authority in the Holy Ghost today. Uh, the musicians are going to come. Uh, and we're going to begin to sing a song of praise to the Lord. Uh, and I'm going to ask you right now, uh, would you just begin to cry out to the Lord uh, and just let them know that you're still in the fight. Uh, come on, we're not waiting for another alarm. Uh, we're not waiting another moment. Uh, we're not waiting another minute. Uh, it's time to walk into power. Uh, come on, maybe you want to step out of your seat today. Uh, why don't you fill the altar in the aisles? Uh, maybe there's a guest in the house today uh, that says, I've never had the Holy Ghost, uh, but I want to know what it's all about. Uh, come on, church, let's respond to it. Uh, hallelujah.